Before the show starts, due to circumstances beyond our control, the audio is a little bit shit in certain parts of this. But it turned out so good that I'm adding this and re-editing it to the best I can to make it sound good. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and welcome to this year's Friday the 13th special, Freddy vs. Jason. Enjoy listening on KSDAD Radio and happy Friday the 13th everybody. a movie that was decades in the making. Well, more like one decade. Am I about right in the timeline? Yeah, I'd say about maybe even a little bit longer. Maybe about 15 years in the making. <laughs> well, we got Freddy versus, I mean, uh... well, we'll get into it in the movie, but what happened, the short version is, it's what we're going to get. We got Jason's versus Hell. Then they is going to go right into Freddy versus Jason because of that last scene. But then shit got interesting. (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, even before that, like, I mean, it's a long fucking story. There was so much wrong going on trying to just get this project moving. Like, it even started right way before Jason goes to hell, you know? It was just it was just a clusterfuck from the beginning. The first one, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get into that. The only reason that New Line really brought, bought the Freddy, Freddy Jason franchise. Yeah, I mean, that was all Sean Cunningham, you know, that tried to get that going. But <laughs> clusterfuck after clusterfuck, executives getting fired, you know, it was just like they couldn't catch a break with getting this done. We are lucky that we got the film we did, you know, and even though fucking fan, stupid ass fans want to shit all over this one saying, oh, but didn't have this or it wasn't the story I wanted. Hey. You're lucky you got it, you know, <laughs> because it's so fucking hard to get a movie made when you're dealing with di- different copyrighted fa- uh, characters. I will never understand when fans think they own a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I always hate is they're like, oh, they ruined my childhood. No, your childhood's still there. It's just that there's a new crop of people. The fucking franchise doesn't revolve around you. When they get the, when they make the next real Jason film, 
you're going to have all those films like, this movie's bullshit. It don't have nothing to do with yeah. all them fan films that really weren't part of continuity. Yeah. Well, was there ever continuity in a Friday film? <laughs> let's get real. If you want to, if you really want to fucking have continuity, let's start with the fucking timeline. You know, when did it start? In the 50s? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Little Jason died in, like, when did Jason and supposedly he did, die? He died, but then he didn't die. And then he yeah, died. Yeah, he was in the woods eating crazy out of the lake for 20 years. Yeah. And then he became a deadite, and they forgot that. And then yeah. he got blasted in outer space, but that one's safe because it takes so far into the future, they could say... Well, that movie hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, well, well let's then see. The first question. Jason became a pot farmer, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and which is my least favorite of all of them. Yeah. But, yeah, this is directed by Ronnie Yu, who was cutting off this totally kicking ass with uh, – Bride and Cedar Chucky. I don't care what the fans say. I love Bride and Cedar Chucky. They're fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. How many other movies are you going to get a, a Chucky jacking off while John Waters is taking pictures of him? <laughs> I mean, I have to do a confession here. I only saw the movie once, but yeah, it, it was definitely fucking fun. I mean, the thing I'm impressed with, uh, Ronnie Yu. Which fan, uh, that was another one. A fan on YouTube made an hour-long video on how Ronnie Yu was the worst director chosen to enter the franchise. I mean, it it was insane, this fucking video I watched. And I watched it, like, when the film came out, so I couldn't find it again. It might be removed or yeah. so fucking old that I'd have to dig for, like, three days to find it. Yeah. But the guy literally broke it down piece by piece using interview clips of Ronnie Yu explaining why he was the worst director chosen to take on Freddy versus Jason. And one of the reasons that he actually said that kind of made sense but doesn't was that Ronnie Yu never watched a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street film before he took on this project. Now, so, that could oh, you watched like, them afterwards. Could have sound that could have been like bad news if it was someone who didn't care about film, or if it was someone who had no fucking idea what he was doing. Yeah, I'm just taking a paycheck. Ronnie, you when he got into it, his qualification was a he was. Into comic books, big time, especially like Asian books and and action films. He knew action. So if you're going to do a movie dealing with two titans fighting each other, you want someone that can handle the action sequences. Because they would have brought in just a horror fan. Yeah, they would have been hacking and slashing, but it wouldn't have felt like a fight. This guy knew how to film fights, which is what was important. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and they were mad that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder is back in this. I'm sorry, yeah. guys, then Kane Hodder was a curse on the series. 
No, well, I, don't, I wouldn't go Kane there. I love a, Kane, but... Yeah, but Kane Hodder, if you've seen Kane Hodder in the Friday 13th film, there was a 90% chance that it's possibly going to be shit. Hey, I don't give a shit. Jason X rules. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about Jason X. I'm talking about Jason versus Carrie. Jason, yeah. uh, we can't make up our mind on what the fuck we're going to do with this movie, so we're going to put it on a boat and the motherfucking New York at the same time, but we only going to spend 10 seconds in New York. Sorry, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing that killed it. That that really that really was like a torpedo in the side of the fr- uh, Friday franchise was fucking takes Manhattan, which I wish they wouldn't have called it that. We we covered this when we did that film. So, but yeah, big time they fucking blew the load early before they even got the cock and the pussy when they made that film. So yeah. <laughs> they got a great idea, great posters, no delivery. What did we get? Yeah, a boat, a boat travel film, and then a sequence where chuds are running around the sewers with radioactive fucking water that turns them back into a little boy. Really? Yeah. Well. <laughs> my favorite Jason scene that I've always wanted was that he walked into an '80s Deuce theater, and Jason kills the shit out of one of the teens. But no mm. one in the theater looks or gives a shit. Because yeah. <laughs> that would have cool. been realistic. You know, help me. He's killing me. Yeah. I'm watching some fucking movie here. <laughs> exactly. If I was directed in that movie and that scene, I would have hired Frank Hennenlotter to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would have made sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it, it, like I like I said, it's a miracle we got Freddy versus Jason, and it's not a bad film, even without Kane Hodder, who we got to give him credit. Kane Hodder throughout the years kept, you know, he was a big cheerleader for the whole Friday the Thirteenth franchise, even when he wasn't making them. He was doing the shows, promoting the films. He yeah. kept it alive for years. He, you know, whatever your opinion of him is. He, he worked his ass I'm not, off. So it was, I'm not it was, mad. I'm not saying Kane is the problem. I'm saying those fucking lazy ass motherfucking scripts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the, the script, yeah, the writing just went downhill. And it came out, and I didn't even watch this in theater because after, you know, I was like, eh. They're going to make jokey Freddy, and then Jason comes in, and da, da, da. <laughs> then I was like, Freddy's serious in this? Yeah. And that's another thing the fans were pissed off about. I don't want serious Freddy. I want him to be jokey. <laughs> what, in um, Friday third, and Freddy versus Jason? I don't know. He has some great yeah. one-liners in that. Yeah, but you know what I mean, compared to... Well, I mean, by the time he got the part six... Yeah. yeah. By the time he got the part six, let's face it, they were copying fucking Looney Tune cartoons, you know? I mean, they were like one step away from dropping an anvil on someone's head. Yeah, that's what I liked about New Nightmare, because it was serious and it was scary. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was like, Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bullshit, I want Creepy Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's hard to please fans, especially when you let so much time pass between each film, the fans change. If you wait a decade before you put a movie out expecting the same results you get from the 80s where fans just want to party, it's going to be kind of hard, you know, because you don't know who the fans are anymore because everything keeps changing. Yeah, you know, fans it's of the like 1980s, I've always said, the problem is, is that I don't want a completely new film that exists, but you like the one I've seen before. Yeah, but th- you got to also remember there are new people coming up. You know, like, and there is a cringe moment in this film that fans today can't relate to. You know what scene I'm talking about, right? Yeah. We'll get to it when we get to it. It's towards the end, but, you know, I actually talked to a friend of mine. Hey, did you ever see uh, a younger friend of mine, you know? And I go, hey, have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? He's like, yeah, you know, that whole fucking racist aspect, not racist, um, homophobic aspect of it. I'm like... What are you talking about? And then he said the line. I was like, oh, yeah, that is in the fucking movie. Wow, I guess I guess it doesn't translate well today, does it? <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to have a bro on there, you got to let him get full bro. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me anymore, but at all, you know, it's, yeah, it's a shitty line, but, you know, and I'm shocked they actually did get away with it, even at that time period of, when did this come out, 2003? Like, no, even back then? 2001 was when everybody was, you can't, the word gay, but then got to mean suck. That's gay. This yeah. is gay. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, gay. Yeah, that's gay. You know, I mean, even what was that, Jay and Silent Bob made fun of it. Yeah, next you're going to say the monkey's gay. How do you know the monkey don't smoke pole, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's relevant to bring up Jay and Silent Bob because there's say. a character in this fucking yeah. movie that's a direct ripoff of Jason Hughes. Yeah. I mean, really, why say that was gay when you could say something more inventive like, that stinks like a fucking... Two-year-old unopened pig shit silo. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, yeah. And I. This. It's funny. I don't re- have memories of seeing this in the theater. I know I saw it in the theater. I know I went to a theater. I did. With a big I event. got the DVD when it first came out, and I think I think that was my the thing copy. Was- that dry well, rotted yeah. was the one that I got. <laughs> <In> your dry <laughs> rotted fucking copy <laughs> that you watched what like three times <laughs> before it fell well, apart. About four or five, but still, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you your old three DVDs, for folks. It. You never know when you're going to get what they call DVD rot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I I told you this. I had a bunch of bootleg pornos that I used to buy from this Chinese guy that used to stop at the uh, machine shop, not machine, but the trucking shop I used to work at. And he'd come in, hi, and, you know, he'd lay out a bunch of fucking DVDs. I'd be like, oh, I'll take that one, that one, that one. Here's your $10, thanks. You know? And it was like a, 
the nastiest like Asian porns you'll ever see. Like, like they weren't even like good. You couldn't even jerk off to them. They were so fucking gross. I was like, oh really? I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why am I watching this? Yeah. And of course, you know, I found them like years later in a box because you know, after one viewing, I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know, it's kind of like um, what's that fucked up film? Um, oh God, Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. After you see that movie, you're good. You never need to see it again. You know, I paid $50 for a fucking Blu-ray of that. Watched it once. Lent it to a friend of mine. When he went to give it back, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, you can keep it. He's like, but this is, you know, My criteria. Is, uh, <laughs> and we're going to go get in the movie after this. When you're a teenager yeah. and you watch the shit-eating scene, and uh, <laughs> at there you're like, that's gross and disgusting. I love it. And then you get a job. Working nine to five, and you watch that scene again. You're like, "Yep, yep, that's me every day at work." <laughs> I can't watch that movie anymore. I'm not one of those. Yeah, but like, you know it's not entertaining I mean. to me. It's, here's the, here's really how it is it. going to work, and you're a grunt. You have a problem? No. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh God. Uh, why did I bring that film up? Oh, because I was talking about bad Asian porn. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that the really sad truth about working a nine-to-five job? Oh, yeah. No, I, I do it every day. Like, with the dipshits I work with. Holy fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're, 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 we're going way off track here. So yeah. I got and my thing on pause. It's thing right before is the uh, is intro. This is the only year that I have seen. Would have only been this, and I've checked the rest of the year. This is the only Friday the 13th in the whole fucking year. <laughs> yep. Usually there's Funny. two at least, but yeah, we are at the opening with the, the red New Line Cinema credits. And this is okay, right that's... before New Line Cinema became the Lord of the Rings studio. Yeah. So this really was their last gas with real exploitation film. Yeah, it, this was 2003. When did Lord of the Rings come out? Uh, 2001 for this and then that Christmas. Okay. Was yeah, when because the rain well, I'll, I'll get into it. We got to get this movie started. So I don't know exactly where you are, but um, yeah. my screen's black right before the uh, New Line logo comes flying in. So let me know when it hits. Yeah. Like, okay. And people out there, and let's start the movie in five, four, three, two, one, go. We're going. No, um, you sound like you're underwater, but right now, yeah, we're we're seeing the opening. Of course, it's a new line film, so Freddy comes first. They got to introduce Freddy and his child molesting, you know, his children, his love of little girls. <laughs> This is the first time we've ever seen, well, 
Robert England as Freddy. No, for six. For Remember? second, if you count Freddy's dead, but I don't. Because <laughs> yeah. well, they just dead, showed yeah. him that, as a crazy father. This shows him in full. Freddy Slasher, yeah. Serial killer. Yeah, he's. I mean, and this was, I think, the biggest complaint. This what split a lot of the fans was they gave Freddy a great intro. They gave his background really well. And then when he gets to Jason, it's just like, okay, here's Jason. So, and I mean, I get it because it's New Line. You know, New Line, Freddy's their Mickey Mouse. So, Jason, they just had to fucking, like, introduce, like, okay, we got this guy now. So. And as we were discussing, yeah, I love those eyes. The red bloodshot eyes. He's a hell demon. I love the hell demon, Freddy. That's, for me, that's a cool book. <laughs> yeah, they gave him this grand intro, and then and Jason, they were just kind of like, okay, here he is, you know. Well, they didn't have any any footage from the Paramount film, so they were. Yeah, yeah, Paramount but, owns all that. That's right. Yeah, they couldn't use any of that footage. They had to make up their own intro for Jason with new stuff. But, I mean, and essentially, would you consider this more of a Friday 13th film or a... Yeah, a significant role in this movie, but couldn't... Her still and that is couldn't really go together. Yeah. See, I like this storyline where he actually looked for uh, Jason, looking for a horrible soul to bring bring him back to reality. And he stumbled upon yeah. Jason resting in hell, which falls in line with your, uh, your and I. One of our favorite films is Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. You guys go back to the archives and look that one up. That movie's a fucking blast, and we love it. Oops, titties. Always got to stop for the titties. <laughs> so this whole sequence, it kind of looks random. Like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, here's a naked girl going in the water. But there was a whole thing where her boyfriend was supposed to be on the beach checking on kids, being her, the boyfriend Mike, and then he was supposed to come down. But before he got down there, Jason got him. They cut that whole thing out, so it felt kind of random. I know. For some reason, they wanted to cut this movie down to 95 minutes. Yeah. Well, the original script uh, played at, like, over two hours. So, uh, what was it, two hours and 35 minutes, they said the original script would have been. Yeah. Because the the, the writers, you got to give the writers credit. They did know their shit as far as, like, the history of both franchises. You know, they actually, because, I mean, you and I were discussing this before, the fucking hundreds of script ideas. <laughs> we'll get into that. With, you'll break that one up. But holy shit. Yeah. But when they found these two guys, they took their script and then they cut it drastically, which they were like, well, we get it, you know, the studio. Well, to get into a little bit of that, the original, original opening of this is that they were supposed to both be in hell and the devil says, whichever one of you two motherfuckers can kill the worst will become my second hand man. Yeah. 
and it became a competition. So it was just going to be just one gigantic slaughter song with them and like a billboard with a demon on it, just marking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I mean would have been fun for the first, I guess, twenty minutes. If your whole fucking movie is just endless death with nothing in between, it'll get boring. I mean, yeah, I get it. Get it's a slasher. Palmer was supposed it, to show up. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole thing with his mom coming to talk to him, they actually did yeah. approach um, Betsy Palmer, and she turned it down because they wanted to pay her scale or less than scale. And she's yeah, like, that's the and they were like, well, it's only going to be two days of shooting. Like, I think 200 days of shooting, but you got to pay me the same amount that you pay the men. Don't don't fucking try to just hand me some chump change to come into this film. And she said, thank you, but no thank you, you know. <laughs> Remember, they did the same thing to King, too. Yeah. Yeah, they were all offering him chump change. But Kane, I think, would have just did it. You have to keep it going, you know. So I think this no, is one of the most cool. think about how horrible the pay offer it was to insult Kane. Yeah. Well, they were probably keeping him from wanting to job. Pay. Okay, so to me, this is one of the coolest intros of Jason, where they actually show his rotting corpse coming back to life, which we've seen before in part six. And that's cool that Freddy's manipulating him as his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I love his crazy sequence. But, yeah, that was the biggest problem throughout the decade is they really couldn't figure out how to get these two together. Oh, yeah, and the idea is a fucking <laughs> one more retarded than the other. <laughs> and here's the part that I really hate about this movie is every new is all the fucking new metal in it. Like yeah, well, whatever. I mean, they were trying to give it that party vibe. These it, it didn't bother they me because it's short. Pick whatever the kids thought was cool, you know. It's yeah. one of those that's like, and there's what's her name from uh, Ginger Snap. Oh, my dream girl. Yes, I said it. That's my dream girl. <laughs> I think she's just like so beautiful. When I first saw Ginger Snap, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in love. (laughs) So she never promoted the film. She refused to say anything good about this film because, unbeknownst to her, in her contract, she has it in her contract, she won't do nudes. No nude scenes, which is okay, fine. You know, you have self-respect. That's cool. Yeah, you don't want to do nude scenes. That's why you. But, that's why they had the movie front loaded the first five minutes with boobies in the bush. Yeah. Well, when her when the scene she read the script, they added later the shower scene, and she's like, "I'm not getting nude," and um, Ronnie Yu said, "No, you have to do this. It's in the script." He's like, "It's in my contract. I'm not doing nude." So they went back and forth, and finally he's like, all right, we'll get a stunt double to do your nude scene, you know? But after the film was released, she refused to say anything nice about this movie. Like, they would ask her, and she would be like, yeah, I thought it would be better than how it came out. 
And that's it. That was like her only response to the film. Yeah, it wasn't what I wanted. And it basically, and honestly, killed her career. They don't like because they don't like not team players dragging giant quotes. And that's yeah. uh, what's her name from uh, Destiny's Child. You really mean yeah. this was they they stacked this movie with too many actors of the moment. Yeah. I'm not saying the 80s one did, but at least they were actors who only did like one or two roles, so it ended up being kind of timeless. But if you were the teen in the, in the oh, oh, this movie was catering toward you, not the people who had gone and seen the first, all the Freddies, all the Jasons, Really yeah. Store. yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a movie of the time. It's 2003. It was a weird, it was a weird time period for horror. There was a bunch of teen slashers coming out that that weren't that weren't that good. A lot of them were PG-13, and if they were R, it was more because of the sex. Uh, Steve, just telling you, you're fading out really bad. You sound like you're underwater. <laughs> the one thing this movie did capture is like um upper 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 class suburbia suburban kids and their little party lives. You just wouldn't be You were talking through a tin can underwater. of course, is they didn't want to just, they didn't want to rewrite the history of the characters. They didn't want to, because that was the original draft. They were like, okay, let's start all over. We're going to give new histories. We're going to have Freddie in earlier in Jason's life and raping his mom. I mean, yeah, one of the scripts literally had him raping his mother and Jason was going to be his fucking son, which would have been stupid. But, um, Ronnie, you and the writer said, we're just going to boil it down to what these films are. Hits, ass, and killing. And kids having fun, but them being thrown into a bad situation. They literally went down to, like, the gut level of what these films originally were. 
and I think it worked perfectly. Like we got the best of both of them. They try to say that's the main girl. If you look at even even their fucking hair, dude. The hair is yeah. feathered. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not uh, Isabella. So <laughs> because she refused to do it because and you got to you know it's in her contract. So I'm not doing news. This is a cool fucking kill. This movie. I thought this has, was excellent. Uh, yeah, this movie's a very hard R. Yeah. Which if they didn't make it a hard R because they originally tried for PG-13. Boom! I love that. One of the things they did, which I hate studios' mentality over this, is they asked a group of fucking research marketing teams to go to a mall and ask kids questions. One of the questions was, your age, you know, do you know about Freddy Freddy Krueger and Jason? And they asked them, would you like to see them fight? And overwhelmingly, they were like, yes, we want this movie to be made. But the research team, the marketers said, yeah, but they're all young kids, so it's got to be (laughs) PG-13. Which, thankfully, the producers and the directors and the writers were like, go fuck yourself. Thank you for telling us kids want to see this, but we're not doing a fucking, you know, the Lion King over here, okay? Freddy and Jason, yeah, it's got to be bloody. Why do you gotta think they put all that new metal in instead of just not the real Freddy, the Freddy and Jason scores? Uh, because they didn't have the rights? I don't know. To appeal no, to the young kids? They wanted to cover that team, like you said, that team demographic. We got it in a minute. Yeah. And they like the new metal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never mind it because they barely put it in. It's like a, it's like three seconds of the new metal, so it's like whatever. And it does ramp it up. It's more of the guitarist, like da 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 da. You don't hardly hear anything, so yeah. it never bothered me. I mean, it's not my music, but it does set the mood for the film. Here you go. We're gonna rock and roll and kill, you know. And they have to appeal for the generation. And we also had like a Slipknot trying to say that they was more metal and punk than the Clash were. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> and if you notice, yeah, she's a Brittany just... Murphy lookalike. You notice there were, like, so many of them in the O.O.s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how you can watch, tell you watch an early O.O. movie is that there's going to be a Brittany Murphy lookalike. <laughs> She even talks like her. Yeah, she does. Yeah, this movie definitely plays more like a Freddy Krueger film than a Jason film. Even when they go to the cabins in the woods, it still feels more like a Freddy film. But they do the Freddy stuff well. So. And the payoff. Like I said, this movie is all about the payoff, and when we get to it, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. This is one of the, this is very cool. I always love this. Not not the the CG blood on the floor, which CG blood never looks right. I don't know why they insist on doing CG blood in films. They haven't perfected it yet. Stop using it. This is cool. The missing kids. When the missing kids, that's so fucking nightmare on the street. Put a picture on the wall. Of Those like are all his. Happened like uh, Princess P on the floor, poop on the floor, then yeah. it just vanished like that. I'd be giving big hell yeah. 
Yeah, see, this, this is classic Brady. The girl since L Street 4. You know what's the most disturbing, though? Anytime you see children in any of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, like even this scene, they're his victims. They're the souls of his victims. So all those little kids in the missing posters are his fucking victims. Like this little girl he probably took into a basement, raped her, and poked her fucking eyes out. You know, <laughs> which is why Freddie was never, so right never now, like. Directors went to that main girl. Okay, act like Brittany Murphy. Do that shiver thing <laughs> that she does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they. Of course, it wouldn't be a Nightmare on Elm Street film without without that song in it. Oh wait, this is supposed to be Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> Yeah, that was the big divide for fans. We wanted a Freddy versus Jason, not a Freddy movie with Jason coming through it. <laughs> but they're trying to imply that he he still okay. This guy I always thought was um who's that jerk off with Infowars? Alex Jones. Tell me that guy isn't yeah. like Alex Jones' fucking double. <laughs> You know this is like a, a rich uh, suburban white class neighborhood when the yeah, fucking son goes at his dad. Can you If this was any other like demographic, that kid would have got his ass handed to him by his dad. <laughs> yeah, just imagine also the kid going, Dad, give me some fucking space. suburban neighborhood with his dad. His dad didn't even fucking be like, give me that shit. It's me. I never understood this. In any of the flashes of the movie, if they're friends and they're just walking up, but they travel through the bushes like that, and they... See, that's why this movie's good, because it has a goat in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a call back to part one, remember? When the girl in the school, yeah. she turns around, the goat's like running down the hall or whatever the fuck. And you hear the goat sounds. And this is the first Freddy film to use Robert England's voice as Freddy. Really? I they thought they did that in um, some of the other past ones. No. They always dubbed in the monster voice. Mm. Don't lose your head, Before man. That- there you go. <laughs> that has to be the cleanest Jason kill where he sliced so hard that the head stayed on. He keeps his shit he keeps his shit sharp, man. He keeps his yeah. shit sharp. Or is it the third film where the hit film got up? Yeah. Hitting the cells. That was uh yeah, part one. That goes all the way to back then. No, that was part three. Part three. When oh, part three. Yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry, part three. Yeah. 
I'm trying to look at the TV, like what they're watching. What movie was that? Shit. Sorry, Pez. I never could figure out because I know it's a horror film. Huh? Probably Final Destination or something because Dulong could get the ride. Yeah, I know in Nightmare 1 they were watching uh, The Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. And then Evil Dead 2, you could find, if you look real close and track those in the back room, I mean, Ash, Freddy's gloves hanging on the door. Yeah. Is this the same hospital from Part 3? I can never remember. I never I never fucking bothered I to check the name. I think so. I think so. Sorry, I didn't do my research on this because I was like, I'm like, uh, you know, fucked up right now. But yeah, let's just say for the sake of the the movie, this is the same as uh, part three. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking Uno guy. Get the fucking Uno deck. But all the I like this game. That up, you said earlier about all the fans. I'll just quote what James Gunn said last weekend when the uh, haters were review bombing the Suicide Squad. I won't lose any sleep over it. <laughs> there you go. Isn't that an experimental drug? Is that real? I gotta look that up. I want to get some hypnocell so I don't dream anymore. <laughs> but if you don't dream, you're going crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing I gotta say about this film. It does have an '80s feel to it, as far as like yeah. the way the kids are behaving. How the doctors are behaving, yeah. you know. You know who they were going to get back to play the black guy in this, but he was filming another film that he was filming in Australia. Went What's a little ahead of time. Mahorn Fishburne. Oh, they were going to bring him back. Yeah, he because he was in part three. Yeah, character. okay, so this has to yeah. be the same place. Because he was in part three yeah. as the uh, as playing basically the same role, you know. Yeah. And this is how Fred got laid. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't joke about that. <laughs> Speaking of getting laid, yeah, I did mention briefly before one of the script ideas was going to have Freddie fucking raping Pamela Voorhees. And Jason being his son. And basically Jason getting revenge for mom, <laughs> killing Freddy. It's like, really? This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> the oh, like, like I like, said, <laughs> they went to someplace stupider after that. Yeah, they did. They went all over the fucking place. <laughs> and that would be Freddy getting Freddy raping Jason and drowning him because Freddy was a counselor at Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah, which also wouldn't have made sense being the timeline because Freddy was, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, you know? I guess Freddy would have been around. When, when, when was Freddy doing his crimes when he was uh 
had to be the seventies, right? Yeah, the 60s. So it wouldn't have made sense because Jason went missing in what, the 60s or 50s? So, yeah, it just nothing made sense with any of the former scripts. And they were all written by horror fans. They were all like like different horror fans. She said 79 said 30 years ago, my boy was lost. Yeah. Ugh. Like I said, that's why I keep repeating. We're lucky we got what we got. You know, stop complaining about this. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason that uh, Kane Hodder's not in it, it's not because they didn't like him. It's because he wasn't big enough. He, they wanted someone that was taller. They Well, the other reason they didn't want Kane was they wanted someone with more sympathetic eyes because they knew they were going to be doing a lot of close-ups of Jason's eyes, and they really wanted you to, like, feel for Jason as, yeah, he's not just a slasher, but he's also a victim. You know, Jason was happy just being dead, being in hell, leave me alone, but he was manipulated and brought back to kill teens so fucking Freddy can come back and do his dirty little shit. So they wanted a sympath- a more sympathetic Jason, which Kane, if you look at his eyes, he's fucking looks evil, you know? <laughs> There's just some parts of the movie. Oh, here we go. Oh, where's Bob? Where's Silent Bob? <laughs> we got Jason Hughes here. Where's Silent Bob? He even dresses like Jason Hughes. It's fucking hilarious. You know, I'll stone Good here, All I heard was hat in real world. Sorry. Yeah. What I said was, why, how the fuck does Freddy keep getting a goddamn hat back? That's the thing that everybody always thinks oh. in the real world. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> you just don't think about it. These movies are meant to make you think. <laughs> Uh, no. You actually start to I think about these things. You know, in the first film, the first thing that he did when he got into the real world was not kill Nancy's mom. He went straight yeah. to that goddamn kitchen door and got back. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Part five, hat. right? When he comes back, he grabs his hat out of the dirt or some shit like that? Yeah. Eddie Blue would love that sweater. <laughs> hey, Robert K. The man who didn't oh, yeah, yeah. know that he was making a gay night on Elm Street 2 when he was in the gay first 
Classic Freddy moment. That's that's the one thing this film has is a lot of great Freddy moments that really make this feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street film. And even though it's supposed to be fucking Friday, celebrating Friday Thirteenth, we're doing a you know Freddy you know always. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's always a Freddy moment when you're looking through a magazine. And the images get worse and worse and worse. I don't know. That was something real. I surgery up until the door bit. <laughs> oh, God, that was horrible CGI. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this was 2003. That's as good as it got. <laughs> I really stress that. Mind keeps as much as we could. Will Rollins? All right. The hell is bizarre is that this movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you look at where this is, Springwood's supposed to be in California. Or no, where is it? I mean, you can, I, I can never tell. Is this, is this supposed to be California or is it supposed to be? Because it's obvious when you watch the first one, it's like California. Or did they make it like Ohio? They moved it to like the Midwest. I don't know, but it's definitely nowhere near New Jersey. Let's put it that way. It has some that's some good writing, where they come up with how did how did Freddie go quiet? You know, is they just made them stop fucking talking about it, and the kids that were still dreaming, they fucking threw an insane asylum and gave them hypnosis. You know, so they they were able yeah. to suppress Freddie. And then that Freddie exploits Jason to bring him back. Fucking genius. They could only do yeah. that in 2000. And that thing nowadays. You got a really bad connection, Steve, because I'm hearing like every other word. So this kid uh, screwed up the whole plan because he brought up Freddy. <laughs> you there, Steve? So, yeah, the film that almost didn't make it. I mean, they had um, Michael DeLuca fired because he put out Jason X. And Jason X was, like, really bad. So they got rid of him. But luckily, they brought in um, Stokely Chapin, who was the uh, became the vice president of production of New Line, and she's the one that greenlighted this. But she, you know, in interviews, she talked about how she got script after script after script, 
of some of the most heinous fucking plots you could think of, which Steve and I just talked about. You there, Steve? Oh, here we go. The cornfield. So, yeah, this has got to be in the Midwest because they're in a cornfield fucking drinking, partying, having like a, a ravers party, which I don't know in 2003 if that was a thing still. Sorry, people, I'm old. <laughs> you there, Steve? All right. Seems like we saw Steve, folks. This is definitely some cool shit, though. You got Jason and Freddie hunting the kids at the same time, but are completely unaware of each other. Anyway. At one point, they even had uh, the producer from King of the Hell fucking writing a script for this movie. They went to so many people. They were going to introduce uh, Pinhead at one point at the end. <laughs> it was very random. The film kept, for like 15 years, this film kept getting sidetracked because they would like come up with a shitty movie, put it out, Failed the box office, so they put this back on the back burner again. You know, when Jason Goes to Manhattan come out, came out, that almost killed the franchise completely. <laughs> yeah, Steve? All right, but yeah, so in 1987, Sean Cunningham and, I mean, a New Line and... Uh, Paramount were going to fucking do a movie because at the same time in 1987 you had Jason Lives come out and you had uh, Dream Warriors come out two of the biggest hits of the Friday Thursday. well Jason Lives wasn't a big uh, hit but it was it's a fan favorite now so when those came out they were like alright we're comfortable maybe we could do um, a Jason versus Freddy film but of course being like greedy little children neither of the studios wanted to give up their intellectual rights to their to their slashers, so it sat on the back burner again until Jason Takes Manhattan came out, and it was flopped so fucking badly that Paramount was like, "All right, here you go, Sean, have your fucking movie back, have your franchise back." And then that's when Sean Cunningham went to New Line and said, "Hey, let's try to get this going," but with all the problems, they couldn't get it going. So, because of the failed films, so then more years of shitty films coming out, you know. <laughs> it's just like it was one asshole after another. You there, Steve? I think Steve's phone finally died on him. I'm going to have to carry this show on my own. So, yeah, like years later, then... Then we got the break. Oh, this is great. I love this part with the dead boyfriend in the fucking cornfield bossing his, the abusive dead boyfriend, which obviously uh, Isabella is playing a tragic girlfriend who fucking can't see that this guy's a dipshit. So she follows him in and she's going to fucking, if you're watching along, I mean, this, this does play on like the abusive girlfriend aspects of life. When she's really just passed on the field with some guy. Hey, it's you. I'm saying it. 
this this movie is all about fear of corn. Yes. <laughs> I was just, I don't know if you heard me talking the whole time. No, because I was trying to get in, but yeah, here's the good a good kill scene in the movie. Yeah, I was just talking about what a what a. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> go ahead. I said, yeah. I said, this is a good kill scene. This is when the movie drops all pretensions of trying to explain a plot and says, okay, let's just kill everybody. Yeah, I was all, I was actually talking about how Freddie and um. You know, Jason are like going after these same kids, completely unaware of each other, <laughs> and it's so great. And she's dreaming she's fucking being hunted by Freddy when she's actually passed out in the field, being fucking molested by this dipshit piece of fuck. Hey, he's a punker, man. He's one of your own. No, no, he's not a punker. He's a raver. Big difference. <laughs> uh, he is not part of my crew. He's a he's a raver. Which, I don't know, in 2003, was Rave still a big thing? I mean, according to no. the producers film, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm Because they're out of fucking total Rave with the glow sticks and everything. Yeah. This is definitely some classic Freddy stuff right here. This was really at the end of the Rave scene. Ecstasy had started to be really cracked down on the cops. Yeah, so... <laughs> But whatever, it's Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't know what kids want, you know, or what kids are doing. Well, they went to the mall and found out, and this is why we got a lot of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fear himself. That's a great line. What's that last step? <laughs> I like his reaction here where he's just like, yeah, see, that's a raver. That ain't punk. Come on. <laughs> the glow sticks and everything. Yeah, with well, a glow stick up his butthole, it looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the more I think about it, and I was just explaining this, like, she's such a tragic victim because she had an abusive boyfriend who treated her like shit. Even in the afterlife, she's following around her abusive fucking boyfriend, and now she's being molested in a field because she's passed out. I'm no, like, cause damn it. Because <laughs> she's a slut. Huh? And sluts all must be punished. Nah, she's not a slut. She just, she's, just a, she's a tragic victim. Don't talk about my girl like that. <laughs> I know, but this is the new morality. We must punish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> That's one thing I miss is, uh, like, the whole, you know, metaphysical fucking, ah, oh, yeah, that's great, blood in the face. And the dipshit got his fucking up-and-comings for getting stabbed with a pole and glow sticks flying everywhere. <laughs> I love this shit, you know. Yeah. You could tell that thing was probably taken from the kill contest script. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she's mine. <laughs> Everclear. Everclear. Actually, I worked at a liquor store, and Everclear is not what it used to be. They actually made no. um, in certain states, you can't make it as strong as it used to be. In New Jersey, they did that, so that sucks. <laughs> 
See, a cane hotter's not that tall, you know? As bad as you are, I want me talking about finding no damn pigs to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Yeah, every time you look at Jason's face, you can see, like, sadness in his eyes. Sadness in my ass is, like, annoying. Yeah. Now, this is this fucking great Jason shit. Fucking yeah. Jason Voorhees on fire, walking through a cornfield, setting the cornfield on fire. Just fucking chasing this guy with his machete. And what's sad is they film this in one fucking cut. But because of yeah. the way they edited this, you cannot tell that it is one continuous fucking scene. Yeah, of him walking on fire, yeah. They got the stuntman, they said, we're doing this once, get it right. <laughs> and then he looks at him, he's like, what the fuck, they edited this to shit? And this is an actual burn gag, you could tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this burning isn't CG. That is actually a man on fire <laughs> walking around in full Jason gear. Now, this is when Jason's, like, in his element, just running around, hacking up a bunch of party kids. <laughs> and you know what his thought was at that moment? What? Wow, beer is good for something. Yeah, yeah, or, here you go. Or two... God damn, I knew the beer was watered down, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Oh, here, this line, I do remember, okay, I do remember in the theater, this line got a huge laugh. The one coming up. Wait, <laughs> Jason Mew says it. Yeah. <laughs> the goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> that got a huge laugh. This goalie is pissed, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> Something, yeah. Oh, that was one of the other um, ideas, is they were going to actually have a boxing match between Jason and Freddy, and then they were going to, no shit, one of the scripts, they were going to have a hockey game between Freddy and Jason. The boxing match like, would have been the fucking... epic, uh, them in hell fighting for eternity, and that was going to be the ending. Yeah, them fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, if I went to the movies and I saw a boxing match and a hockey match between Freddy and Jason, I would have probably walked out. I would have just been like, fuck this. Oh, and the other script idea, the Fred Heads. Do you remember that one? The cult uh, of the no. Fred Heads. They were literally called, one of the script ideas, it was the cult oh, of the, the cult Fred of Heads. Freddy. Yeah. Yeah, Fred Heads. They were called the Fred Heads. And they were going to be bringing Freddy Krueger back, and they were going to accidentally get Jason to come back, too. <laughs> How fucking stupid is that? Oh, my God. I mean, I kind of like the Pinhead ending, though, that they were going to do, where Pinhead had chains go through their chest, hold them down, and he was literally going to say... Now, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem, you know? <laughs> and that would have been the end, and it would have led into Jason's a deadite and the whole evil dead thing. It was They were going all over the fucking place. I am glad they did the um, 
Freddie Jason, Ash comic books. Those are I actually read a couple of those issues. Those were really good. Yeah. That's a guaranteed good way to get an R rating. Have the flip word. Yeah. Yeah, once you drop the F-bomb, that's an instant R. The fact that they were going to try to make this a PG-13 film. God damn it. Why? Yeah, I got a fucking <laughs> autopsy report from where my dad died. Out, out in my fucking house somewhere. I'll just pull it out of my fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Steve, don't think too hard. <laughs> it's a, a Jason yeah. Freddy film. <laughs> when you watch Jason Freddy films, you're supposed to take your brain and put it on the table <laughs> and leave it there. Yeah. What you need now is, is to get to my <laughs> Take a pill. Take a pill. Yeah, the 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 hypnosol, <laughs> hypnosol. <laughs> hmm. I've never seen a storm like that. <laughs> big big cinematic raindrop. I don't know if you know this, but um, at one point Sam Raimi was pitching ideas. Yeah, especially when Jason. they got into the sequel, which, like I said, we'll Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. But yeah. for some reason, the, the Evil Dead rights are tangled up as shit. I think they got them unwound now. I'm sure. Yeah, they're but, working on they're working on new ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. Evil no. Dead I mean, at one point they. Well, I mean, Sam Raimi was pitching ideas because what Adam Marcus did in um, Jason Goes to Hell. He's like, ah, oh, so, and they did. I mean, Sam Raimi actually. Band. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, you know, Sam Raimi's the one that gave him the Evil Dead book to put into, and Jason versus, I mean, and Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. So, you know who that redheaded guy is? Uh, he looks familiar. Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story. Oh, <laughs> that is him. Now I see the face. Yeah. yeah, that is him. Well, he doesn't have the green teeth, so. <laughs> yeah. Right before he did that insane football film called uh, Postal. Yeah. That is the biggest bathroom I have ever seen. It's bigger than my fucking apartment. Holy shit. You haven't seen the specialist. <laughs> that one was so bad for some where him and Sharon Stone screw in a bathroom so big that the shower is bigger than your apartment. God damn. This is rich white suburbia right here, folks. <laughs> this is classic Freddy. Like the, the slow motion of the pill going down the sink, then the brother in the bathtub. <laughs> There's a callback to part one coming up. Oh, no. Did they do it? 
I can't remember. I know I read about it. Let me see if they do it. <laughs> That's great. No, this was a callback to part three. Okay, yeah, the the veins. But I remember um, there was supposed to be a scene with eels. Yeah. I remember reading on um, Yeah. There it is. Okay. There's the eels. Yeah, that's that's a callback to part one, too. So it's a callback to part three and part one. Yeah. And is that perfect? <laughs> <laughs> like, if they make another Nightmare on Elm Street film, I mean, this is it. Like, they got it they down. Well, they got it. It was uh, the one where Freddy was too perverted. The platinum dunes bullshit. If you oh, the, the, that, the remake. For you. I mean, I yeah. love the actor, but terrible film. Yeah, I didn't know. I did. I, I all I needed to know was that Freddy molested and killed. Nancy's sister. I didn't know that. I didn't need to know that he butt her and deep beat her. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, I mean the the remake, the nightmare or whatever that was. Freddy's back. That's great on his back. <laughs> the sense of humor is definitely here. But that's what was missing in that remake was Freddy's sense of humor. I mean, you can make Freddy scary. And serious at the same time, you know, I think what was the downfall was they made him fucking slapsticky. You know, great graphics with the kid with the video game, fucking yeah. Roadrunner goddamn uh, skits, you know. <laughs> I mean, they might as well have added a beep beep, you know. <laughs> And even though I'm not big into Pop Farmer, it's still better than the Freddy Krueger remake. Oh, wow. I just noticed that. George Bush is on the fucking wall behind him because police stations always hang up the most recent uh, president. President. Or any yeah, like Bush you know, state office. President. Huh? Bush Jr. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. You know, same shit. Yeah, the shrub. It made post 9 11. <laughs> Tell him, Jason Muse. Yeah. <laughs> We're Silent Bob. <laughs> Silent Bob couldn't make it in this film. Hey, he's got a big fucking bag of weed. I mean, they did try to get the teens to be as teen as possible. You know, fucking lot of oh, the Scooby Van reference. Even, even that, that's, um, I, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, Scooby Van. I wonder how many kids go, what the fuck is Scooby? You know, what are they talking about? See, 1957. Yeah, okay. 11 years old. So, yeah, how the fuck did Freddy Krueger molest him or his mom or any of that, you know? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. 
see, that's the conflict, conflicting story, too. It's like, did he drown? Was he already dead? Or did he survive and was hiding in the woods? Or lost in the woods, you know, and surviving like an animal? Which is why I love part two, because that was the explanation was he got lost in the woods and he grew up like more of an animal. You know, I, I have to say my two favorite Freddy, um, Jason films is uh, part two and part six. If I had to choose yeah. my two favorites. As far as Nightmare on Elm Street, it'll always be part three. I love part three to death. Uh, part it was one just, last five minutes. Yeah, I mean, part one is excellent. You know, it, it would have to be part one and part three. But part three, I think, um, is when Freddie was fully realized with his comedic aspect and his savagery, you know, without yeah. him becoming corny. And uh, really, the two that I love the most of the Friday 13th for me is three and five. Three well, I know why you love five. <laughs> yeah, five is tough. God bless Danny Steinman's sleazy fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's pure exploitation sleaze right there. <laughs> Part three, 3D. Um, I forgot why you love that one. I know we covered that one. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I mean, they really wrote Freddy well. You could tell they were Freddy fans. You know, he's trying to molest his own daughter. Like, <laughs> Your daddy's a sugar. <laughs> and ripping the ear off and bringing it back into reality. So this will this will actually explain your um could explain your hat theory. See how it dissolves and maggots and like di- kind of disappears. Yeah. This maybe is the first film that this ever happened. Most days, you bring out of the dream, Freddy becomes real. Or else, well, maybe first film, since you bust out of the dream, Freddy will turn into a big ass bag of worms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, again, we we're overthinking it. <laughs> There it is, hit myself. I want some pills. I like how the cop is all of a sudden breaking laws, you know? <laughs> oh, here you go. Well, we need to stop. You know what I mean? No shit! <laughs> A J break. He literally just says J break. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Stoner never is without a lighter or matches. Yeah, lighter or matches. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. No stoner is ever without one or the other. <laughs> There just happened to be a pack of like ten dollars cigarettes sitting there with fucking <laughs> with a lighter on top. Mm-hmm. 
how Jason just like fucking knocks down a security door and crushes a guy. Yeah, we don't need no stinking keys. <laughs> this always gets a little confusing because it seems this, like they walk into the is... same rooms that they were in that are like connected. Oh, this is cool. This is actually um, very creepy. The people on the gurneys with oh, the fucking hypnotical overdoses. Yeah. Wake dad, up, dickhead! Oh, your dad's a villain. <laughs> there we go. They should George Lucas this and go back and fix that goddamn caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, that's some terrible CGI right there. Like I was recently I watching heavy metal. Freddie takes a hit. <laughs> That's what? what I love about Freddy. Freddy ain't afraid to smoke the gay. Yeah, he pulls out a bomb. Well, it's supposed to be an Alice in Wonderland reference. Caterpillar but with the still, fucking... Uh, Freddy didn't yeah. have to take a hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Why the fuck did he turn invisible? Oh, no. No, nah, he crawled. <laughs> See, that, that room's connected to that. So, Or unless it's the dream. That's right, the dream sequence. So, I don't know. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Because those guys were just in there, you know? How did they not see him? This is cool. I like this with the bloody eyes. <laughs> Freddy's jizzing on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Little cellulose uh, droplets there. Unless they're using the KY like they normally do. Freebird, that's funny. Kind of sounds like Freebird, like hippie, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> So yeah, they, they, those rooms are connected. So how come when the other kids were in there didn't see Freebird fucking smoking yeah. a J in the other room? Went through the I glass don't give door. A shit. I love that shit right there. The guy <laughs> ran by him and Jason's like, come here. Yeah, and zaps him. <laughs> yeah, no, they gave Jason some cool uh, kills as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Freddy possession. Is this the first time for a Fre- No, that's uh, part two, duh. Part two Freddy possession yeah, the kid, but not that it's, like it's almost like a possession. Uh, ass. Yes, what? I went there. Except for this one, he went down the guy's mouth and not up his ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I went there. <laughs> Let me handle this bitch. <laughs> I 
come to Freddy. He said that a lot in the past films, come to Freddy. Now that's an awesome Jason kill, cutting a guy like right in fucking half. You there, Steve? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm getting in, I'm getting I'm just enjoying Jason tripping. Yeah. <laughs> My special, special boy. So there's definitely, um... Okay, so here we go. Here's the, first, the screwiest uh, part when it comes to Jason. You know, like, we gotta have something Jason be afraid of. We gotta have something Jason be afraid of. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because that's, Uh-oh, you know. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I covered someone's ear when uh, she called him a big, stupid, you know what, that won't stop him. Yeah, yeah, Freddie underestimated Jason. <laughs> Not my arm. <laughs> fucking Freddie totally fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> the <wanker laughs> little jerk off. <laughs> I mean, they did Freddy quite well. Of course, it's a new line film, so yeah. I wonder if that's a callback to um. Oh God damn it! That was Cooper callback, son. Yeah, that's it. Alice Cooper. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> the man of your yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, classic Freddy right here. Fucking making fun of him, torturing him. Ooh, scary, you know, because Freddy knows you can't die in the dream world. I think uh, a lot of fans are upset that they didn't fight more, you know, because it's kind of like, really, we yeah, only get but... two fights. Well, why not? One where Freddy kicks the one where Freddy beats the shit out of Jason and the other Jason one. And, and the other one, Jason gets his revenge. Yeah. You can't. You got to keep it balanced like that because they don't understand action movies. Yeah. I just want to, from start to finish, with people fighting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's plus Freddy you always have the big Jason. bad guy that halfway through the movie kicks the shit out of the hero, and then the hero realizes that he's got to get his shit together. So when the fuck has Jason ever been afraid of water? This is desperation pulling out of their ass. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, and I mean, you literally have Jason walking into Camp Crystal Lake in Part Six, you know, going after someone yeah. and going underwater. He's you know, living yeah. the fucking lake. I guess they tried to pull it as, um, well, that's where Jason died, which he didn't, but that's where Jason's, you know, life started basically as what he became was drowning in a lake, and then fucking, I don't know. They just they just need an excuse to freeze Jason up so Freddy can do some cool torture shit. <laughs> We're gonna drive 
eight states away to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> That's why I always wonder, where is fucking Springwood? I got to look that shit up. Illinois, Illinois, because, uh, well, they never really said where Springwood or, uh... Yeah. Well, Camp Crystal Lake is definitely New Jersey. Yeah. It's definitely New Jersey. I've never so. understood when they show Dead Jason, they show him as the kid. Well, if I look at part four, they... he's not a goddamn kid when he gets cut up. Yeah. That's great. I do love that when he holds up his mom's fucking head. <laughs> totally torturing him. I guess they reverted him back to a kid because that's when he's his weakest, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is more psychological at this point. He's in the dream world, so anything can happen. So. <laughs> So there he is. Jason's fucking walking in the lake with a corpse. Like, how is he? How's he afraid of water? You know. I do like how his cabin has heads everywhere and bodies and. Motherfucker, he got skeletons in his closet. Literal motherfucking yeah. skeletons. <laughs> I guess in a way, Jason's a soul collector. You know. How many doses do they need? They're only driving five minutes to uh, Camp Crystal. Because <laughs> you notice it's not like they start in the day and then they travel like for two nights, you know? The, okay, here's some medical information. That's not that shit. That little doubt that he knocks. They knocked her out. Would fucking knock her ass out for maybe a week. <laughs> the twelve. So this is cool. Nineteen fifty-seven fucking Camp Crystal Lake. You gotta admit this part is fucking awesome. And they're teasing Jason. So instead of like the whole storyline of Freddie raping him and drowning him, it's uh. Kids were teasing him, and he and the counselors weren't watching. Oh, part two, throwback. Yeah, the the bag over the head. Yeah, this is fucking great. This is one of my favorite Freddy moments. <laughs> like literally fucking yeah, on the board. Yeah, man. <laughs> Set yet. up it every day. Aren't you coming? <laughs> My fault this bitch is dead on her feet. <laughs> Come on, that's some great Freddy shit right there. <laughs> him as a camp counselor. Well, they did get their wish. They made him a camp counselor, but in the dream world. <laughs> we only got two more minutes, so we've got Camp Crystal Lake from 20 miles. <laughs> Boom. So I guess this is how um, you can actually say he drowned with the kids fucking with him and throwing him in. He he just went out swimming and no one was there to watch him. Yeah. Nah, that's great. 
One of my favorite versions of Freddy is coming up. Fucking Demon Freddy. So how's he got water coming out of his lungs? And he's already dead, so drowning ain't going to kill him. <laughs> That's what I don't get. They're worried about him drowning and dying. <laughs> Oh, this is another theater laugh. I got asthma. <laughs> yeah, he has asthma. <laughs> it's sad. This is an era where I didn't get to go to the theater much because I was married and we were broke. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know you were married. Yeah, 2000, 2005. Oh, shit. But pick this up to see in the video store. <laughs> I walked in the video store and they said, Who's this week? I <laughs> So would you call this a callback to part six, the van flipping over? Yeah. Here it is, pissed off Demon Freddy. I love the users in the trailer with Jason out. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's Ronnie uh, used influence right there. The fucking action of him jumping out of the water. <laughs> I love that. Something happens in this scene here that most fans deny and call me a liar for happening. Someone said, Freddie would never do that. We'll talk about it when we get to it. You, you know okay. what, how she uh, keeps him uh, occupied? Yeah. Fans say, no, Freddie would never do that. I'm like, uh... Yeah, you got to tell me when it gets to it. Oh, that sign, Camp Crystal Lake? If you watch uh, Never Hike yeah. Alone, that same sign yeah. is in that movie. <laughs> I like that. I always had a thing for the horrors that live in this house. Is that what you're talking about? No, you'll see. Here we go. Gonna eat this. Keep it in line. I forgot about that. That's keeping in line with the old uh, Freddy moves. When he's cutting someone in the dream world, they uh, have it in real life. Yeah. I never understood that her becoming like Pam Greer and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome to my world, bitch. No. I guess Freddie's hungry.
Oh, you mean eating her out? Yeah. Well, I mean, he literally ate a... lot of were like, Freddie would <laughs> never eat her pussy. No, Freddie wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, it's not... I don't think he's eating her pussy. He's just, like, lifting up her Trust skirt. Trust me, he's gonna listen stand close. And knives in her. Just listen close. Oh. Hey, look, he's laying next to her. He's not in her. He's He was about to jam his knives up her cunt. Sorry, what bitch. the fuck? That's what he was going to do. He's going to finger her with his knife. Rip off her panties and then go down there and give her Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, I never heard that. Now, this is where it gets a little unreal. As if anything in this fucking thing is real. But, uh, what? Brady's human uh, yeah. in the real well, world. Well, yeah. How is how is Freddie putting up with all this? You know, normal people be dead after that. But somehow Freddie's still alive, you know? Well, he's still got the green demons with him. Oh, the call back to part six <laughs> where he's a dream demon? Even if it, in the real world? Yeah. No, really. Go get. Yeah. Yeah, this was kind of a sappy moment. The way he just sits there and dies all slowly. What is that? No, it's shelving a bracket. Fucking shelving bracket through the kidney. That's harsh. That's a shitty way to die. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Hey, Jason, he can <laughs> kill the motherfucker, but I didn't even try to kill it. <laughs> I'm never, like I said, here's another stupid Pam Greer moment. Oh, yeah. But it does, does give oh, us this little line. How smooth dark meat. But the way she acts to me is more racist than. Here it is. What kind of faggot runs around in a Christmas sweater? That's the one that um, my friend called out and said, you know, the the newer kids are like, really? That they used to be able to get away with that in films. <laughs> Back in two thousand and three, they did. This is cool, uh, Freddie smiling, backing up, knowing what's behind her. <laughs> I always love this. I mean, they did set up the kills pretty cool. But her whole thing is the reason she's doing that, why she turns into Pam Greer, is he just killed the guy that she was falling for. And she dies. That's why she, she got all, like, you know, able to get that, I guess, um, bravery. Just killed the kid that she was falling, falling in love with. You do stupid things for love, Steve. <laughs> Look at all this. Freddie doing all this ninja shit. Yeah. Again, another credit to um, Ronnie Yu is uh, 
He said his inspiration for the fight, believe it or not, was Rocky. He says if you go back and watch the first Rocky film, film, the, the fights are dirty and gritty. There's nothing, like, you know, perfect about them. There's nothing poetic or fucking ballet. They're just down and dirty fucking punching the shit out of each other. And he said that's what he wanted to do with Freddy versus Jason. He didn't want to make it too, too creative. He wanted it, well, except for that fucking flying uh, missile thing. But he wanted to make it dirty and gritty. And like most real fights is, they don't go as you plan. You punch someone, they don't just instantly knock How out. How do you like time. Robert England using that Bronx accent right there? Did you notice yeah. that? Hey, yeah. oh, up here. Yeah. See, that's a missed um, opportunity for me. Is I would have loved for it to come out of Freddie's mouth, hey, mama's boy. Because you know how Freddie always gets psychological on your ass and tries to hit you where it hurts? That would have hurt Jason, yeah, him going, hey, mama's I, boy. I, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with a good asshole. Yeah, but I think it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> I didn't miss God, blame the whitest for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah. Yeah, this isn't a clean, pretty fight. This is this is down and dirty, you know. And he purposely made it that yeah. way. You know, neither of them are fucking shining <laughs> examples of battle either. They're they're fucking they're fucking themselves up, you know. <laughs> that is creative the way you let the bars I go love and crap the them. Fact that Freddie is smart enough just to, until bad luck happens to stay the fuck away from that place down all the damage. Yeah. But his claws are pretty fucking useless. They really are. I mean, you're fighting basically, depending which version of Jason you want. I never called him a zombie. I called him more of like, um, oh, there was a technical term. Fucking, I can't believe I'm not remembering it for this fucking commentary. But he's basically like an avenging spirit. You know, he's a, he's more of um, yeah. not a, not even a demon. Uh, who was it? Santi, uh, the guy who made Never Hike Alone, um, actually posted it. There's a certain kind of avenging spirit that comes back from the dead, pretty much like the crow. He's basically like Brandon Lee from the yeah. crow, who just keeps coming back for vengeance. And that's what Jason is. I don't consider him a zombie. I don't consider him a demon or a Jedi. I consider him an avenging spirit. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, This is where, like, it gets really gritty. Like, he's just hacking the fucking shit out of him. And, Ronnie, you definitely told, like, even the um, second unit, he's like, just had them fucking hack at each other. I want blood squirting everywhere. I want it fucking violent. I don't want to shy away from any of it. Boom. <laughs> right in the eyes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Freddie's being fucking mean now. <laughs> Little call back to Jason goes to hell. Go to hell. <laughs>
I do. I do like this script. I. I, I don't think I would have been happy with the other. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, they do give you a great fucking end fight. But I wish they would have kept that line, Freddy versus Jason, place your bet. Yeah. Yeah, true, yeah. I forgot, what iteration was that where they were like, place your bet? That was, um, uh, who's supposed to deliver that? It was in the trailer. Oh, that's right, yeah, place your bet, yeah. Yeah, it was the fucking fucking point of the trailer. Yeah. Well, they they even did that whole Vegas weigh-in, you remember that? To promote the film? Yeah. Where they went to Vegas and they, like, sparred off against each other, like, getting in each other's faces. That was great. <laughs> I mean, every th- and every time I hear the fans shit on this film, I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I mean, they did the best they could with what we were given. <laughs> they couldn't. Pe- they tried to please everyone. Oh. They really did. Yeah, and they delivered. They didn't cut. Sh- could have been a lot, lot, lot worse. Yeah. You know, read some of those other fucking scripts. They were terrible, you know? <laughs> this is the best they came up with, and I, I don't mind it at all. I love that, that they almost made you think it was Jason coming up to him. Little little trickery there. Now, right here is a great kill. Ugh. His own fucking arm shoved through him with his claw. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to get a touching moment in a second. But that's great. Like, even Freddie's like, oh, shit. <laughs> great delivery. Yeah, they definitely didn't shy away from the blood. They get they gave the gore fans their uh, treat. Yeah, and this is actually the first hardcore R gore after nine eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they needed to do that. They needed the to go back. The theater was just like going. Yeah, you go back to the sheer everybody in the theater back then was being bananas. Yeah. Well, I mean, back then all we kept getting was, like, patriotic films, which I hated. You know, war films. Oh, look at our troops. And and yeah. So, just as a side yeah, note, when she threw the um, machete in the water, he actually said in the interview, she was like, she, really felt, she, she felt like a connection to Jason. But then she was disappointed when later she read... um a comic book where Jason came back and killed her. (laughs) Now, this ending almost didn't happen. If you look in the deleted scene, there is a scene where her and Jason do have that connection. She does save him. That scene goes on a little longer, but that's in the deleted scene. And the original ending to this was Freddie Stooping her. Yeah. 
Yeah, which Lonnie you hated. He, he he filmed it, but he said he never liked that ending, and he was so happy when they fucking cut it out, where Freddie, where where the boyfriend turns out to be Freddie, you know. So and on the record, Jason Newt says this not. You know. Yeah. Because if you would have had a decisive winner, that would have. It's like, well, Turk could talk about it in pro wrestling terms. If you would have had a baby face versus baby face match. Yeah. No matter what, you're going to lose a shitload of fans of the other baby face. Exactly, you know? yeah. They really couldn't have um, either one. They they kept it purposely ambiguous. But in an interview, Ronnie, you literally said, ah, Freddie won. So because that's why he put in the smile and the wink, and he's trying to say, yeah, you, Freddie didn't get beat. You know, Freddie's still there. But, I mean, they did leave it very ambiguous for the fans to make their own decisions. Well, we knew so, Freddie and Jason was going to come back because fuck it. Yeah, exactly. We just said, I mean, we've seen Jason get cut up in the chicken McNuggets by Corey. I let Michael Jackson did things to me. Hain. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey, look, Corey he's Feldman. a full body in a coffin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you know. When you watch these films, you're not supposed to think. You're supposed to just go for the ride, you know. <laughs> Which is why when people yeah, argue some over of the stuff certain the things, New Line added uh, to please the mall crowd really hasn't aged that well. Yeah. But what's good in this film has aged really good. Well, again, if they gave us a outside of the music, film, you really can't forgotten. put this in any time. You know, yeah. and from what I heard, King so, Krittinger doesn't do cons anymore because he had uh, because he got sick and fucking tired of going to signings and fans going up, going, why couldn't you have been fucking Kane Hodder in that fucking movie? Oh, really? Is that what happened? Because I heard about him stopping going to cons. I remember reading that online. Yeah. I didn't know it was because of that. Because I remember someone's, someone posted that he refuses to do um, signings anymore. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, because fans are, fans are assholes. Yeah, and meanwhile, fans are running to all the other people that um, played Jason before Kane Hodder. I mean, Kane Hodder only did it four yeah. movies. Out of what, the 13 fucking films we got? <laughs> so, come on. Oh, fans are lame. I mean, I Fans always Kane, end up shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Kane's my Jason, so I want my Jason. And why don't he do hey, all love... them fan films for free then? Yeah. I mean, I love Kane hotter, but, you know, other people could play Jason. And play them well. Again, and I always bring these up. Watch the Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow films. The guy who plays that Jason, which is the director of the film, because he's fucking huge, um, DeSanti, he's fucking, he 
played Jason great because he's seen every Jason film. He's a huge fucking Friday the 13th fan. So he plays them well. Look how you know, long he, it took uh, part five to get any respect because it had, didn't have my Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll never understand Jason. that shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I know. do you get paid if he shows up? No. <laughs> no. Then shut the fuck up. I yeah, have I never it. had you, you the ball. I hated a, Highlander a sequels, but do I do have but do I have the balls to say they're my sequels, they're my movies. No. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, you know. What is it? Even the uh, new Jason one, which was played by uh, Derek Mears, who fucking guy's incredible, especially if you watch the Swamp Thing series. But, I mean, that, he's the only one that makes the uh, Jason Pop Farmer watchable, is that he does he did such a great job playing Jason Voorhees, you know? But we'll get into this next time, yeah. But uh, to me, I look at the Jason Pop Filmer as the first 20 minutes of that movie – is the best fucking sequel to Friday the 13th in a long fucking while. Yeah, then the movie goes to hell. (laughs) And then we get the second movie. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, uh, I I don't want to talk too much about it, but that movie, the thing that turns me off the most is I hate every character in that film. If Jason isn't hacking people yeah. up, it's almost unwatchable for me. We like our movies with douchebags, but we need a likable douchebag. Yeah, see, no one in that film I relate to. And even the kids partying, I'm like, I, I, I hate you all. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. It's, I it's mean, all, it's, you it's can really like tell by watching board. it that they were like, no one gives a fuck about the kids. All they care about is fucking Jason. Yeah. Tell that to exactly. all the girls from and the 80s Jason film who's making bank after bank after bank at the con. Exactly. I mean, let's just choose um, one of them. Again, part six. Yeah, they were they were dumb. They were fucking idiots. But you like those characters. You love the lead girl who's in love with Tommy Jarvis. You love the fucking... Um, John Travolta's brother, <laughs> you know, he's like, I never yeah. lived in the house before. Oh, you related to that. Yeah. They were stupid. Miller, that right, yeah. that line right there, it created a lawsuit. Yeah. What happened I mean, was you know, that Sean Cunningham tried to say that Mr. Miller did not create Freddy the the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I did. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Sean Cunningham is trying to protect his interests, so. Uh, and that's the end of Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, but who would have thought that we would have had, going on longer than it took to make Freddy versus Jason a lawsuit? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I think, isn't the lawsuit over now? 
Like, isn't that all wrapped up now? I, what, I thought I read what, somewhere. Uh, that's what Corey Haim is saying, and he's saying that they're going to make a new film with him coming back as Tommy Jarvis. Oh, that's no, lame. No. I'd rather see no. uh, Tom uh, Tom Matthew Maggie stole that role from him. Yeah. Yeah, but he did it good. I like him. And he's in the uh, Never Hike Alone film, so he's still playing Tommy yeah. Jarvis. Plus, Corey Feldman's annoying. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's why four, five, and six are my fa- six are my favorite trilogies because they are fun. And I hate Corey Haynes, yeah. but Chris McGovern dressed the kid. You feel bad, guys, because yeah. you like those goofy motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It's Corey Feldman, not Haynes. Haynes is no longer with us. He passed well, away. Corey but, uh, Feldman, Feldman. He's away. Yeah, Corey Feldman, one of the Corys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, ugh. you know, <laughs> he, he kind of annoys me. I, he was good in the first one as a little kid, but even the um, the guy who played Jason Voorhees in Part Four said he wanted to hurt Corey Feldman. He said that was the most obnoxious fucking kid he's ever met in real life. <laughs> <laughs> From what I heard, so, yeah. uh, even Crispin Glover threatened to knock the shit out of Feldman. Yeah, and for some <laughs> reason, like when you see um, Crispin Glover, to me he sounds like one of the most coolest guys. You know, like like he could be chill with anyone. I don't see him being a prick to anyone. I know people that met him and said he was just fucking cool. He's definitely a major introvert. Like, you can't just go up there. Yeah. Oh, his you know? dad's he's, fucking cool. Yeah, but yeah, he's super fucking awesome. So, if Corey... Yeah, if, I um, had his dad on... Yeah. Corey is one of those did too much drugs and probably did some things with Michael Jackson he'll never admit. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I just think he's a typical Hollywood brat. He's what you think of when you think Hollywood brat, you know? Like, he's yeah. been involved with Hollywood for so long, he does not know how to be a real human being, you know? Because he, to me, he always I don't think like he ever learned to be, sadly. Yeah. I think he's just been in Hollywood so long, he's always acting. Even when he's not acting, he's yeah. acting. Because that's all he is, you know? Well, I don't think there's a real personality. You probably met those guys in the real world. Those guys have been, have been partying so long that they yeah. don't know how not to party. I mean, how old was he in um, Lost Boys? Like fucking 14? And he almost got fired yeah, on the set he for doing about, cocaine on the he set? Was almost about tw- yeah, he was about 12 on uh, yeah. Friday 13th Part 4. Yeah. And, I mean, and, on the Lost Boys set, one of the complaints the was he was doing fucking cocaine. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, everybody was doing cocaine in the 80s. Cocaine was too easy to get. But, I mean, you know, he never had, like, a real person. You know, he was never really a real person. He was always Hollywood, you know? And I think that really made him where I, I look at him and I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't think I could relate to him, like, trust him. Like, I've met actors that are fucking chill as shit. And if Crispin Glover wants to punch you, then I think there's something wrong with you. 
is Crispin Glover seems like the coolest motherfucker on the planet. You know? <laughs> he's an introvert and he's a weirdo, but he's fucking cool as fuck. So, and I know people that yeah. actually met him and were and, and verified that. They were like, yeah, he's chill as shit. Yeah, I mean, he's extremely shy, but he's chill as fuck. So if you, if Corey Feldman got on his nerves, then you know Corey Feldman's a fucking, you know, annoying. <laughs> and when the guy playing yeah. Jason Voorhees said, I purposely grabbed him and tried to choke him on set during one of the scenes, <laughs> you know, because I really wanted to hurt the little shit. <laughs> Shows that he fucked. There's something wrong with him. And uh, he and he got caught busted uh, peeping at the girls changing. Oh really? In what movie? Friday? Yeah. Oh Jesus! I didn't even know. I don't even remember that. God damn it! Well, I mean, he was 12. I mean, when I was 12, I was trying to look at Playboys, you know. <laughs> but not real girls showering. That's that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, another thing people complained about is that Freddie versus Jason had a low body count. So what? The kills were good. Yeah. It's like, what would you yeah, have? No. Quantity over quantity. Yeah, no, that was the one thing about this film is they really made some creative ass kills that pretty much harken back to the original. Like, every Freddie scene made me feel like I was watching an old Freddy film. Jason, you know, yeah. not so much. You know, I mean, but it's still cool as fuck. Like, when he hacked people in half, you know, he was just savage. But the Freddy kills were classic Freddy. You know? <coughs> yeah, that's because they were right? new line new. Yeah. That's why new line new. They knew their classic Freddy. Yeah. Like I said, but the Jason kills were still cool, but they were very basic. They didn't get creative at all. Part six, I think, is when he really got creative. You know, throwing, like, fucking ninja stars. (laughs) Yeah, and killing those three guys all at once. Yeah, you know. But, I mean, when they made this How come they didn't put together an uncut part six for the newest Friday the 13th box set? Um, they have missing scenes, but they're not in the film. Unfortunately, I would have loved to see it's, the unedited. It's like stuff, me and like the Wicker Man. The added scenes yeah. in the full 100-minute cut, you can yeah. tell the footage different, and it yeah. makes it as an interesting guy. <clears throat> oh, it's definitely. like part two. We finally get the uncut scenes for that in the movie. Yeah. Well, the sex scenes they had to cut, they couldn't put back in simply because the girl was underage. And you can't release a movie with underage sex. So <laughs> That yeah, girl that got killed in the bed, that was the whole she wasn't point of, of legal movie. age. Yeah. She wasn't whole, of legal age. That was age. a whole she genre. Yeah. yeah. That was a whole genre back in the early 80s. Underage teens fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes me uncomfortable. And I'm a complete fucking deviant. So. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't I don't I don't get into like little girls. 
So that that doesn't do it for me. I mean, she's not a little girl. Yeah. She was a teenager, but she wasn't 18, you know. She was very underage. I think she was like 17, 16, something like that. And she lied to get the part. They actually had a girl that looked like a teen playing a teen. Oh, my God. But yeah. And like the wheelchair guys cut death down, and this offended me. You know why? Why? Because it look, cause it might offend disabled people to see him go down so many stairs. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's one of the most memorable Jason kills. That's one of the cruelest Jason kills. You know, it's a classic kill. Why is it cruel? He just cracks him in the head and he's automatically dead. It isn't one of those where he tortures motherfuckers. Like that butt yeah. really rips the fuck apart for dumping a soda on his head. Oh, yeah, part six. Holy shit. And they didn't show <laughs> yeah. it, but you could hear it. And it was like, oh, god damn, she didn't deserve all and that. And then they walk know? in there and the, the whole fucking room's covered in blood. And you're like, god damn, yeah. I'm glad we didn't see that shit. Yeah, no, there was that was a little overkill. You know, it's like really, Jason. <laughs> she didn't, all yeah. she did was pour a fucking soda on you. You know, and you fucking got that savage. Yeah. She didn't no soda on my head. That's some cool stuff. She just handed it to me. <laughs> but anyway, Jason versus Freddy. I give it a thumbs up because yeah, you got thumbs up. It's yeah. And plus, it's not it's the strongest not of them all, but it's definitely fun and worth revisiting. Yeah, it's fun. Even though some of, like I said, some of the old stuff does didn't age that well, but that's to be expected. Well, yeah, I mean, from the time period, like CG watching some of the eighties slashers and uh, young ones can't watch it because they're like, oh, look at those stupid bastards! Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the, that whole line with a uh, faggot in his Christmas sweater, that gets, um, that, that, that didn't age well, you know, <laughs> and I understand why, you know, because back then, it, like you said, it was, oh, that's gay, that's gay. No, yeah, you, you know, can't I mean, not but, like it. You have to like it because yeah. if you don't like it, you're racist. I mean, you know, there was a time when dropping the bomb was fucking, you know, Common. So I, oh, I don't you remember how much trouble involved. Tarantino got with Pulp Fiction for dropping the M bomb? I'm talking about like really, drop, like 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 calling someone the N word, you know? And oh, going full Michael like Richards. Normal. Yeah. Going full Michael Richards. <laughs> yeah. And if so. you don't understand what I'm saying, <laughs> look up the writing. Don't look up the video on YouTube because. You will see a man just totally have a complete mental break on the air. Yeah. Remember, 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 remember. <laughs> but yeah, this was our yeah, I don't, I don't like that word. I don't special. say it. You know. <laughs> and uh, let's go for another fun one next month since it's my birthday. Let's uh, have a movie that starts with a birthday party. But I promise you I won't get pissed and lock myself in the bedroom and watch a TV show about a movie that's really real. 
Oh shit. Um. Oh fuck. Demons too. <laughs> yes. God damn it. It was right on my tongue too. I was like, oh, oh what is yeah, it? Yeah, that cracks it. me you up. She locks herself up in the bedroom and watches historical about the demons event that happened in ten years. That's the first yeah. time I've ever seen in a movie them use logical like, well, where'd the demons go? They behind this concrete wall. Well, why didn't they try to get out? Yeah. They starved to death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> God damn, you're using logic and shit? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a TV show about the, uh, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, yeah, we got to do that one. <laughs> and uh, I'm always up for a reason. I hope demon. you had a high P Friday the 13th, and don't worry, I'll edit out the very first of the show. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> My uh, net was bad. Uh, In case you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm having to go into this going to have to edit this show because when at the time of recording for some reason my net decided to go crazy go nuts yeah I, I kind of figured because I'm sitting here and it's like uh oh Steve disappeared and I mean we got a whole section where I'm like trying to talk to myself <laughs> I'm like um alright so and you well, were anyway, good too nice. from what I heard you did good you oh, always you. underestimate yourself <laughs> thank you <laughs> Oh, and I gotta make notes next time. If any, if that ever happens again, I gotta have some like sheets next to me that I can read off of to fill the air, the dead air time. And with that, good night, everybody. Good night and happy Friday the thirteenth. Woohoo! Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. your face.